Hi, this is Chad Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Lackey from the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. Get it. HPPodcraft.com. It's Seven Land Hand. <laughs> Brought to you by Good Games. Like Gloria Estefan at a Cuban casino, we need you to turn the cards around. Someone's done a murder. Demand with a plan is Sherlock. But Z-Man is no fan and has placed a ban on Holmes and Watson. They want you to do what you can to make Sherlock an also-ran. It's Beyond Baker Street, a game more elementary than a periodic table, a game that goes at least 7% further than Jerry Rafferty could ever have dreamt. This is Sevenland Hand, my dear listener. Beyond Baker Street, it's a cooperative deduction game from Z-Man Games. It was released this week in 2016, that's this year, calendar junkies, and was designed by mathematical madmen Robin Lees and Steve McKenzie. It's a game for two to four players, and much like an episode of Scooby-Doo, aims to solve a murdery mystery in 20 minutes. <laughs> That's right, a murdery mystery is what I said. A murdery mystery. Yeah. The game's elevator pitch, oft delivered with a pipe in one's mouth, is as follows. Another criminal is on the run, and Sherlock Holmes has the lead. He'll have the culprit behind bars in no time, unless you beat him at his own game. With the help of your associates, gather evidence, follow the clues, and use your powers of deduction to solve the case before the great Sherlock Holmes. After all, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. One disclaimer before we proceed, Robin Lees and Steve McKenzie are not actual madmen. However, as residents of Denmark, they once built a giant Morse code message visible from the International Space Station, entirely out of Lego. It read, please pass the salt. Due to time differences, hassles between Australia and Denmark, the guys weren't able to join us today. However, they do send their regards via a large Lego Morse code message, only visible from space. But what does all this mean to gamers? In the pod deducting BBST for you today, I have Matt, All Wrath and No Bone McHale. I bounced that bone back to my hand. And Jamie Calabash Lawrence. Apparently I'm some sort of pipe made of a gourd. That's correct. What have you been doing inside your anime-themed deer stalkers, guys? What you know? That that's that means. What have you been doing? Weekend geek, the weekend geek month well, style. That, that my 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 uh, little line there. Yeah, was definitely a reference back to what I've been doing uh, in the magic area at the moment. I played in the Kaladesh pre-release. Oh yes, first it's the first and pre-release. I've such done. a big pre-release it was too. It was yeah, huge, wasn't it? it? What it's a weekend! The first one I've participated in since. Uh, the last Battle one. Battle for Zendikar. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, so Battle for Zendikar. So that's a little while now. That was last year, September yeah, last yeah, year. So yeah, yeah. It's been a year. It's a, a set, set, two sets ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I had a great time. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, the only reason I got back in was because the theme, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the theme's pretty strong, isn't it? And the art's it awesome. Really it's really on point for just getting you in the right place. There's no sort of chaff floating around the edges no, theme-wise. No. It's really nice. I love the idea that uh, rather than, you know, having to fight off hordes of uh, scary, scary monsters oh, or that's awesome, uh, though. alien beings that just lay waste to everything, you're actually attending an inventor's fair. And, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's all fun and, and frivolous. And Isn't the contrast stark from the last couple of sets? Sure the is. bright <laughs> colours and the, the happy theme and the... You know, there's vaguely a mystery, but really we're just kind of tooling around, checking places out. Chandra and um, and Liliana are being besties. You know, it's it's good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's it's hit, hit a really strong point where yeah. 
Where Ravnica, despite being into it at the time, looking back on it, it's this is a really polished Ravnica kind of thing, isn't it? It's like there's a what would you say? Like there's a there's a culture going on. There's there's nice. It's places. got a lot of that feel, yeah. Yeah, but it's it just it's just nicer and better. Like whereas you know within uh, Ravnica there was that dark underworld kind of vibe going on as well. They haven't really kind of you know in all the guilds and all that sort of stuff. I'd never got into that quite as much as I have with this in Venice Fair. It doesn't seem like the no. the opposing forces are quite as far apart as um as they were trying to make Ravnica, for example. No, I've also read a bit of the story, the backstory. Um... I think Jamie, you said earlier that you. Uh, oh no, David, you you said it was the uh, biggest load of. Uh, oh yeah, as I often say, the writing on it is oh, shocking. It's terribly written, but yeah. that doesn't mean but, that it's uh, bad. Yeah. But it gave me a good. I would have had no idea that there's some sort of mystery behind it until I read that, and I'm glad I did because it puts a lot of perspective into you know what I was looking at uh, on on Sunday and. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad that I did yeah. spend the time reading it. And, and more and more on the theme, on a forthcoming Seven Land Hand themed up uh, MTG Extra. Look forward to that, listener. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that, that's that's magic. So I was, I was really impressed. It was a good how jump did you, back and How did you me. go? How did you go in the pro release? Uh, well, I did pretty well in my first matchup and then yeah. I had a drought for the rest of it. But, <laughs> yeah, and you, uh, got ri- you got ripped on the, should we agree to draw? Sure we will. And then as you drew, the guy went, oh, I've beaten you now, so I think I'll just have the two packs. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And, yeah. I won't go into the reasons behind that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I, I play, f- I have a different perspective, I guess. I, I don't play Magic competitively. I don't play for cattle stations, sheep stations, no, or no. Uh, truckloads full of ether. I play for the fun and the enjoyment of it. So, you know, if I split a packs, if I know, if I'm doing fairly well, I'll agree to split packs simply because I think that everybody should get something out of playing the game, you know, rather than hoarding all those packs to yourself. I, I, I may be in the minority here. It may be the talk of uh, somebody who loses a lot of matches, but... No, I think it's... You know, you gotta <laughs> no, it's a, a store owner... We consciously make the same decision. We just give the same prizes to everyone, yeah. and uh, and a little bit of a bonus to anybody who goes undefeated, rather than you know do the whole. If you win, you get stuff, and if you lose, well, you know, hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, yeah that's it. Well, I, remember, I think at the core of the whole thing is it is a game after all. So you have got to be doing it with a smile on your face. You that's know? it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love striking up a chat. There's nothing more that I hate than sitting there <laughs> yeah. and and not having some sort of backwards and forwards conversation about what's going on in the game, but uh, I, I just can't sit there in silence. As you puff away on your calabash pipe. Exactly right. Yeah. I, I can't do that. <laughs> but um, aside from that, uh, I haven't, apart from Beyond Baker Street, I haven't got anything to the table recently, uh, so nothing new on that front. But However, I have... Discovered. Discovered. Yeah, uh, you leave me discovered. I put yeah, words I thought, in my mouth. Here. Yeah, yeah, you go. I thought you were going to, yeah, yeah, I was going to talk about what I've been watching lately. All right. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. What have you been watching? <laughs> You're talking about something else. I'm talking about See, someone else. Yeah. All right. You'll have to enlighten me because I can't remember. Yeah. Um, the I forgot my train of thought. No, no, I know what I was saying. Uh, the Walking Dead season five. I've, I've finished that now. Yeah. So and fear um, of the Walking Dead. They're still walking. Yeah. They're still walking. No, no, they stopped because no, they reached, no, that, no, no spoilers. spoilers but <laughs> they've, they've they've reached a certain point. That uh, is oh, critical. Like somewhere safe that they can hang out with forever, but they'll screw it up. So, and when someone dies, <laughs> they'll have to walk somewhere and it'll all start over again in season well, six. Yeah, they really, 
Yeah. So they should change the name of the the game to the, the, the sorry the show to the uh, the settling dead. You know? settling <laughs> dead. Yeah, yeah, settlers, settlers it's of the dead Zomban. <laughs> <laughs> and so now that I've finished uh, series five, I've just picked started watching Penny Dreadful series two. Yeah, baby. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad <clears throat> I did. That's only just popped up to, on pre, um, Presto. So um, seen Eva Green's in uh, that Peregrine thing. That movie. Peregrine. Oh, no, it just looks like one of those, you know, fanciful monsters. Yeah, Is Peregrine's not... home for some sort of children? Oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. She's uh, on that doing her thing. She, I mean, she looks amazing all the time. Just like, you know, the funny faces that she pulls, like, expressive a, faces. looks great. Is that like a, I don't know, a Harry Potter's oh, Harry right. Potter orphany kind of special children home where weird stuff's going on and so darkness is occurring. Xavier's Mansion... With, for, crossed with Harry Potter. Yeah, maybe. Right? I don't know. Well, School I haven't for gifted seen it. youngsters and ravens. And I guess so. Harry Potter yeah. experience. And it looks like Eva Green's running it all in black outfits. So it's you know all it's right. going to be a bit. But I mean the the, the, the show will be rubbish because it'll be so timid to allow kids to watch it that you know we know. <laughs> now you've got me thinking about you know if if the X Men were in the Harry Potter universe, what house would they be? Colossus is totally a Hufflepuff. Do you know anything about this, Matt? I'm not a big uh, Harry Potter guy. Colossus is... A, yeah, well, yeah, no, they're, they're like a good guy wannabe, lo- but they're, they're on the loserish side of things. And that would describe Colossus, isn't he? He's, uh, he's, he's such a, a sensitive He's a good soul, guy, you know? but he comes off as a loser. <laughs> no. All right. Not well, a loser. He's not a loser. Colossus, I love Colossus. He's great. But he is great. he's usually on the short end of the stick. What have, you been, right. what have you been doing, Jamie? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go backwards from Matt. I'll yeah. start with TV and work my way to gaming. Um, so I got my hands on the DVD of the first season of The Strain finally, and oh, um, right. I'm loving it. Oh, dear. loving the heck out of it. This is this is your lost officially now, Jamie. How many episodes are you going to watch of The Strain before you realise it's garbage? Well, I'm eight deep so far and haven't had a bad moment. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe it's for you. You're the audience it, it that they're looking for. It is very much for me. You, you know um, I was totally all over that. You know, Guillermo del Toro, it's uh, vampires. It's, uh, you know, people becoming infected with vampires, all this sort of madness going on. Uh, people in curiosity shops with strange weapons. Oh, fantastic. Right. But it wasn't for me. I can't remember why now. now. How long did you stick with it? Um, ooh, I'd say four or five episodes. Yeah, that's it. fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, I love it. I love Del Toro. I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever seen anything he did that I didn't think was just yeah, the bees. Right. He's the and, genius. Um, yeah, this is this is just totally in my wheelhouse. I'm yeah. enjoying the heck of it. Me too, but terrible acting, I remember. I think there was a large oh, portion you know, of that. They're Americans. What do you want? Oh, come on. <laughs> we love our American listeners. Indianapolis tuning in right now. We love our American listeners, but, you know. Oh, when you finish with it, Jamie, send it over to me. Yeah, we'll do. When I'm done with Lost, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it back pretty quick, I'm pretty sure, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, and gaming? Otherwise, uh, the last couple of weeks, I've just been mad for fantasy flight games. Um, I got to try out Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Oh, you've done it. Oh, yeah, yeah, what's that and, like? Uh, it's freaking amazing is yeah, how good yeah. it is. Um, the app that yeah. runs the game for you is so polished and so well done. Man. And uh, the game itself actually feels like a, a reasonably different game from first edition. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, I'm... you know, even though I owned the first one, I was happy to, to pick up the second one because it's just 
a, a different enough game and a really, really engrossing game. Yeah, we've got to do really that, Really well done. We will. Get a copy of it. Give it a go. Yeah. So oh, I'm really excited about it. And I like the idea that what was always prohibitive, I've got the first copy, but I knew that at home I'd be the guy that'd have to be the games keeper. And I was always a little bit, um, always a bit taken aback by the thinking, oh, I'm going to mess it up. I don't want to do it. So having <laughs> the app there doing it, running it for you, oh, fantastic. You know? Yeah. yeah. Look, honestly, it, with the app running things, it almost feels like a gateway game. Like it's, oh, so, right. it's so easy to run and to do, and you're just making decisions about your own dude and what they're doing around the house, you know? It's, it's really, really clever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I, I really that. do like – I'm a big fan of these companion apps that are coming out to do things. Yeah. Um, you know, Zombicide have got one – um, you know, well, Mansions of Madness. Uh, I'm just waiting for one to come out for Imperial Assault. Uh, there's a few well, others out there as well. well that so really strange, Code Names has got one. You've just so. said you've just said tra- Jamie's trigger word, Imperial Assault. Oh. Strange you mentioned Imperial Assault <laughs> because that's the other game that has been absolutely dominating my gaming time. Um, I I started playing the skirmish mode with with a friend of mine. Yep. And I just haven't stopped. It's so good. It's so good. I'm addicted. I want to be playing it right now. I don't want to be podcasting. I'd rather be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's um, pretty... Today I pulled out the uh, the campaign mode and ran my son through the first one, and uh, that was a ball too. It's it's such a great game. Yeah, it is. Uh, the um, it's got a lot of wide ranging of appeal. The only thing I don't like about it is I, I'm not too keen on the skirmish game because I'd like to see the skirmish game taken off the map. Of oh. the tiles. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and turned into a... But I guess that's a whole different game. Well, we, we were, yeah, we were, I mean, I can, see where you, I can see where you're going. If you wanted to have a Star Wars miniatures game, you know, you'd want to be measuring distances and saying, oh, look, stormtroopers get worse over the distance. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, look, I think as a fantasy flight game and as a, a general campaign miniatures experience it's great fun yeah. no it is it's, it is fantastic we reviewed that back in nearly almost a year ago today wow. on 8th of october yeah, 2015 came on, i think episode 51 imperial assault boom get the into great, that if you want to hear more about what we thought that's it the great thing about the imperial assault game and all the expansions the boosters and whatnot is i've now got uh stacks of minis to use for the star wars rpgs so, ah, yeah. <laughs> right. including the uh, you know yeah. the ATST. Yeah, is, that's cool. Uh, that, and that's a cool thing about everything that's going on with Star Wars gaming now is you can just uh, cross pollinate, really, can't you? You yeah. can use all sorts of things. Like you could use X-wing ships as a as something in an RPG game as yep. well. You know, just saying this ship is here. You know, you see it wherever. You know, that's, that's so cool. Fantasy Flight put out a an app, a dice app that includes the dice standard dice rolling. Uh, X-Wing dice rolling, Armada dice rolling, and also uh, RPG, yeah. Star Wars RPG dice rolling. Oh, this rolling. is a range of dice. Yeah, yeah, oh, on right. the one app that you just select which set you want to use and oh, okay. you play with that all in your iPad. And wow. it has thematic sounds and backgrounds and textures and things like that. <laughs> cool. It's, um, it's really good. I've got it. It's one of my permanent things on my iPad. I like how they're doing that. It's the same with the companion app stuff, isn't it? It's the convenience and the multimedia of the of the of an iPad, but then you still got the tangible product in your hand at the end of the day, which is kind of right, like what we're all for, you know. I mean, I'll play, I'll play console games, but I love having, like, if just if Mansions of Madness was just on an iPad or a console, yeah. I wouldn't love it as much as setting it out, seeing it on the board. That's just that's where it's no, at. That, that's that's different, I think. But yeah. the way it assists uh, assists the, the 
board game proper, I think is really useful. But while we're speaking about apps, there are two yeah. I want to bring up to attention. All right, uh, go one on. is Sushi Go uh-huh. on the iPad, which is fun. Yeah, okay. You know the <laughs> yeah. You don't know the game, do you? I, I know of the game. Yeah. But it's not one that reaches out to me and says, David, this is this is for you. It's <laughs> no, not, it's not a nice in my wheelhouse. Game. You know, it's it's a great one if you're waiting for something to happen like uh, Yeah, it's a cute little game. Yeah, that's it. Going to the Look, I'm sure, I'm sure I'd like it, but it's one of those that, you know, I have to be dragged there. You have to drag me Sorry. to it and say, play this and I'll play it. And I'll go, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But it's not one of those games I pull off the shelf. That's why we do podcasts so that I end up <laughs> to playing these games and telling everyone how much I love them. Well, Tim Fowler's uh, first release, which was Paperback, is now is about to come out on next week, in fact, onto iOS and Android. So uh, that's an interesting is game. A dirty story about a dirty man? No. <laughs> no, yeah, well, could be. I don't um, know. I seen it yet. I my, my references, my references, just went back to the um, to the sixties. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right. No, sorry, I was interrupting. Sixties, you weren't even there then. I know, no, no, I wasn't. No, <laughs> it's just but, the wealth of information that I have <clears throat> at my fingertips. As I fair enough, some would yeah. call it a load of BS, but anyway, not me. I, I wouldn't say that. Um, so Tim Fowles, he, he he originally came out with paperback, and then he followed it up with. Uh, Burgle Brothers and then and now Fugitive. Yeah. But, uh, so his first game has now made its way to an iOS port. So I'm excited about that because for him. the paperback, the game, is actually really hard to get hold of. <coughs> Excuse so me. If I get to yeah, play I've, on, been, I've been wanting to play it for ages and I just can't find a copy. Well, there you go. iOS, it'll be there. But you know what continues to be the tip of, hot tip of 2016? Mr. Jack, I Mr. tell you. Greatest game of the universe, right, Jamie? It We've, is indeed the greatest game in the universe. We well, greatest two-player game in the universe. Yeah. Well, greatest two-player game in the universe that's not Imperial Assault. No, <laughs> no we're loving that. I have, that to play it. I have to play Mr. Jack a couple more times, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'll have to really get my own copy. I had a loner. So, um, yeah. I love that game so much, though. It's so clever and beautifully Sherlockian. Yeah. All right, we're almost out of time on the Weekend Geek, so we can talk into oh, some more you, Sherlockian then? stuff. What about you then, David? What have you been up to? Oh, uh, well, my st- I've been still working on Stranger Things. I've sort of lampooned myself. I've been extremely busy during the day, uh, coming home, having a beer, surviving it through the first episode, which I'll get back to. Then watching you're gonna sec- have to You're going to have to get a move on, man. Luke Cage is coming on the 30th. Yeah. yeah. So I watch, I watch the first episode of the evening, then I try to watch a second episode, fall asleep, and then I rinse and repeat. The next day I get up, work an incredibly long day, then I go do some other stuff, then I get back to the house, sit down, have a beer, watch the episode I fell asleep in from the previous night, <laughs> and then another episode which I immediately fall asleep in. Amazing. We're, just, it's, wow. we're getting thorough, thorough enjoyment out of Stranger Things <laughs> twice over. I'm marathoning it <laughs> twice. <yeah. laughs> And just a quick nod of the head to Night Games. There's a Batman miniature game coming out soon, which is looking fantastic. Yeah. As we're, and, you know, if we're excited about Mr. Jack when it comes to tabletop wargaming y skirmishy stuff. Mm. Oh, boom. This is going to look great. This is a throwback to Necromunda, I reckon. But old... with, like, superheroes it's, uh, and stuff. Uh, cool. hasn't, hasn't that been out for a while? Uh, uh, what? It was a Spanish. Yeah. It was released. Uh, in, I don't know, in Spain. It's, it's everything Spanish at the moment. If you go and look up a lot of the older stuff and the older manuals and things, they're all written in Spanish, but there's a, oh, interesting. a, like a okay. broader release coming to us via uh, our sponsor, Good Games. They're um, yeah. getting on cool. board with this. So, um, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be deep, deep, deep into We've this. Been picking crews already. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to be, Matt? Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Penguins crew. 
Penguins crew, and yeah. Daniel is going. A, a guy who works at Good Games. He's going Two Face. I should have gone Joker. I don't know why. Oh, I'm doing... Two Face is cool. Yeah. You want it. You know you want to go Batman. I know you have you to are, be Batman. If you, you go, if, Batman. if you can be Batman, you always have to be Batman. So I've got. I'm going so Batman. Be Adam West, Batman. Is no, that right? no, no. That got. I got squashed down real quick. There was on a, a messenger thread. Everyone was trying to make me go Adam West. Which, if you look at the miniature, is ridiculously stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Has he got a belly? Uh, no, he's doing some sort of fanciful, uh, very camp. Arms out wide like a wing. Wings. Yeah, it's ridiculous. No, <laughs> I, I think I'll be going one of the Arkham, uh, Arkham Knight kind of series minis. They look pretty cool. Maybe get a couple of Commissioner Gordon guys and some uh, red uh, shirt policemen. Police. Yeah, yeah, that'd be all fun. But that looks awesome. Can you get sixties Commissioner Gordon? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. No, I no, no I think get, you can get, get all sorts. Gotham characters. Right now, if you're in the tabletop. Miniature miniatures skirmish games. Pause the podcast and just Google uh, Night Games. That's with a K. Knight Games. Batman miniature games. Look at some of the miniatures on that. Fantastic. And then Mantic. 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 Also bringing, uh, Walking Dead is uh, miniatures. Games yeah, that's coming, coming out, out in November. Fortnite. Yeah. Okay. Next it's month. It, yeah. Well, as this drops, yeah, next month. So beginning of November, that's going to be out, which is also ex- extremely cool. You can get a lot yeah. of the um, Kickstarter extras as well, by, um, depending on where you pick it up. Um, yeah, and they're pretty good. I mean, there's a, there's a difference in Mantic games. You get bulk stuff for less money than like GW product. It. it looks great on the table from a distance. It's all painted up. It's really good. You look at it closely, it doesn't have the finer details of it, but you know, you're playing these war- sweeping war games, you can get your whole army and get like sorted up like so quickly. Yeah, it's all 35 mil as well, so yeah. a bit bigger. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think the other night game stuff about 35, 35 mil as well. Mil, 35 to 40 mil, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's going to be good. Good stuff. Well, they're going to look like. nice. They're going to look impressive on the table, which is which is yeah. great. So if you spend it, you know, you, you get some models that you like, spend some time making them look nice, put them on the table with some terrain. They're going to look fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, XCOM is oh, getting something a new expansion. A new expansion, yeah. Yeah, there's expansion coming. That's right. What was that called? I showed I you. I remember. <laughs> I showed that to you the other day. I started it, and you, can't, and you saw it, and you can't remember either. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, that's cool. XCOM, always our go-to game in, 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 um, yep. in times of gaming emergencies. That's it. Yeah, well, oh, man, it's just so much to play, so little time. There is a lot going on. There's been a, a lot going on. You know, we, we have been playing Beyond Baker Street. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> and Jamie hasn't, so he can find out about it along with us. Beautiful segue. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get into it, eh? Let's do it. <laughs> Win Beyond Baker Street for commenting on the Facebook page for this show, which is episode 76, at facebook.com forward slash sevenlandhand, sevenlandhand with the number. We'll announce last month's winner of Codenames a bit later in Neats and Twos. This month, to draw a random winner, Good Games HQ placed everyone's names in a 5 by 5 grid and asked a KGB agent to identify who was the agent of the month. It's pretty extensive research. Or, or, dot, dot, dot. They might have just chosen a name at random from everyone who left a comment on the Codenames episode post. Sounds easier. You make up your mind. I don't know which one happened. And every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the game we review. So this month, we're talking about Beyond Baker Street. That's coming up right after this advert. Uh, and so while stocks last, Sevenland Hand listeners, and only Sevenland Hand listeners, hug in everyone, uh, can get 10% off Beyond Baker Street at every good games store in the post-Victorian era. <laughs> so that's every store that's opened uh, in the 
post-Victorian era, yeah. I get it. Yeah. All you have to do is don your best deerstalker hat, raise a knowing eyebrow, and tell your Good Game Store employee this month's password. Elementary, my dear Watson. Very good, guys. That was a very coordinated harmonising. Um, so for all of October... Elementary, elementary my dear Watson. Watson. Uh, you guys, man, rehearsals. We, we could do <laughs> rehearsals every month. Uh, so that's while stocks last. Okay, on with the show. Let's find out about Beyond Baker Street. All right, welcome back. Good guitar playing there. Been good, on the, good on the drums there, Jamie, too. Um, Beyond Baker Street. Uh, that's what we're looking at today. That's it. Cute size little box, about the same size as code names from last month. Yeah, not, yeah. not uh, too dissimilar. Uh, but a whole bunch different in it's the way it looks, the way it plays, all that sort of yeah. stuff. So we should get into some of that, yeah? Now, just to let you know, Matt and I, we played a copy that we got from Gen Con, so we got it ahead of time. So this is... Sneaky, sneaky. This is bleeding-edge podcasting right here. <laughs> okay, apart, apart from not getting an advanced copy from... From Robin and Lee's, you know, from he could have sent that out to us. So anyway, hi Robin. <laughs> Sadly, I haven't had any opportunity to play the game, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm in the dark with you, listener. Yeah. So what we're going to do so is you smuggled your copy into the country. Is that how it worked? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Steve McKenzie gave it the rubber stamp. He's one of the <laughs> designers who's fine with that. No. So so Matt and I have played a Gen Con copy ahead of time, so that. We've had a good look at it this month, and like you said, like Jamie's only just—I believe it is in shipment to stores this week as we speak. So it'll be okay. ready to rock as this podcast drops. Well, that's right? perfect timing. Yeah, so so we're going to play. I think the, Sherlock Holmes would approve. Yeah, so we're going to play the roles of people that have played it because that's <laughs> what we are. And Jamie's going to be in the seat of the listener and ask all those questions that where we fall short, Matt. That everyone else wants to ask but yeah. can't because. This is a three-way podcast, and we don't answer questions. Yeah. So, so starting from the top, what we usually do: narrative and the objective. What's who's the Sherlock Holmes guy? Right. So, well, <laughs> oh, Jamie's probably the expert on who Sherlock Holmes is. Yeah, we I'll haven't mentioned it is a Sherlock Holmes sure, guy. Sure, but yet. you know, I'm I'm pretending that I don't know anything about anything. So, yeah. tell me about the Sherlock Holmes guy, <laughs> and where's Baker Street, and what's, yeah. all, what's it all mean? Well, we're we're actually going beyond Baker Street, and it's a cooperative game where you use your collective intellects to solve a case before the great Sherlock Holmes does. So it's a race to the finish line kind of game. Comedically, always in the back of my mind, I had there that Sherlock Holmes is about to solve this murder. Yep. But for some reason, we've got it in us to do it quicker than him. So rather than the culprit being behind bars by 5 p.m., we're <laughs> dropping everything and busting a gut to make sure it happens by 4.30. It's kind of, it's the equivalent of a Sherlock Holmes stopping on the way to pick up a pint and a pastry before he actually goes and busts the case open at the police station. It's down at Scotland Yard. We're doing it while and he's... And we actually, while he's drinking the pint and finishing the last crumbs, yeah. we swoop in and solve the case. Because we did it bereft of pastries and beer. We're just hardcore. <laughs> <clears throat> So that's very interesting. This is not the first game to use that notion. Um, uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective is also <clears throat> you're trying to race Sherlock to the solution. Okay. Yeah. So he's like this enigma where everyone feels the need to uh, one up him, basically. So we're in, we're in post Victorian era um, yep. uh, London where everything is brown <laughs> or gold. Yep. Well, what, what's happening, Matt? The. Uh, well, the, the, the town is bereft of crime. Yeah. Uh, there's so much going on. There's, there's no, suspects. Bereft. There's bereft. at least one. There's at least... Bereft, bereft means nothing. 
right. Says so there's no well, crime. that's because we're so efficient. Let's tape the game back up. No, there's no crimes have happened. It is reft of crime. It's reft of crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Totally reft. My the, goodness. Uh, the whole of London is, is completely swamped, if yeah. you like, in uh, suspects, um, motives, and opportunities. Yeah. And we have to solve... One particular, one particular case. case yeah. yeah. There are six... All right, so, so tell me what I'm looking at here. How does this case look? How do I divine things faster than Sherlock? What am right. I doing? Well, we have a, a really cool board in front of us that has uh, particular zones for your cards to sit. There are three spots for three different types of clues. You get... And this the, the, the instructions, nowhere in the instructions could we find what you call these bloody things, but <laughs> there's a pile for... Um, oh, no, that was the, the clues, wasn't it? There's a yeah. pile for the... Uh, suspects. suspects. The... Is the it motive? And the opportunity. And the so opportunity, they're the, yeah. the, the three things that you need to create to uh, commit a crime. You need... Yeah. Well, it's, sorry, the, <clears throat> to uh, incriminate someone of a crime. And, and these, and these, you've got these different piles of cards. For the girl, got an opportunity pile, a motive pile, and a suspect pile. So whichever one's facing up at the time is the actual one that you're trying to solve. Uh, below that are cards that you allocate to each of these um, these these piles: these opportunity piles, suspect piles, and uh, and I keep forgetting it, the motive pile. Now, you get a particular case. Now, the case, it's, got, it's all really nicely packaged up. Looks, everything looks beautiful. The case card pretty much tells you two bits of information, which is how hard, what level you're doing uh, is, is, the, is the main bit. But then the two bits of information are where Holmes starts and, where, and how many cards can go into what's called the impossible. Yeah. Where Holmes starts is a tracker between um, 15 and 0, that's the that's the clock. That's what you're racing. Holmes, the, me- the mechanics push Holmes along towards zero, uh, and if he gets there before you do, he solved the, the case file before you do. You have a tracker as well that goes from zero up to twenty. What's interesting is you've got to land exactly on twenty as you. Uh, well, you've got to you've got to be on twenty as you confirm your final suspect, motive, or opportunity. Yeah, and then the, and then there's a then there's a draw pile, which is uh, has all of the clues it's in it. Evidence, evidence, the evidence and the impossible is a bit of a pile where you discard cards too as you're working through the the case itself. And once you because get, once you eliminate the impossible, whatever left, however improbable, must be the truth. Right there, there you it. go. It and also if, works against you. Yeah, in, yeah, definitely. As well, so it can work for and against you because it acts, it works as a uh, as a speed up. For the timer, so once yeah. you get a certain number of cards, depending on the case, all of a sudden Holmes is moving every single time a card goes in there, as well as every time that you uh, assist someone. But you have you that. have to dump cards in there to move your tracker up to twenty. Yeah. But once it gets past the impossible number, so in this case I'm looking at uh, case file number three, the impossible as a value of two. So once you go past two cards in the impossible then Sherlock also moves one towards his final destination as well. He finishes that pastry quicker and downs the rest of his pint and then starts toddling off towards uh, Scotland Yard. Yeah, and, and in this case, uh, case file three, Holmes starts at 11. So instead of um, him being way back at 15, he's already got a bit of a head start on you. So, there are only six of those cases, so you can, yeah. there's not a lot of variety. Not a lot of variety there. However, uh, there's, they vary in, in. Oh yeah, well one scope, what, so level one is level one, yeah, level six is the hardest one. That's it. Yeah. So you, you know you can start your game at any different level. It recommends you start with 
the lowest level, of course, for your first game, which I would recommend as well. Uh, but it wasn't long before we moved up to uh, a higher level. Yeah. The other thing that's in this box, so it's predominantly it's a card game. Yeah, now, oh, before you go on to the, those bits, the, there is one set of cards that uh, I didn't touch on, which are the character files. Yeah. Now, what you can do is you can initially first game play it without characters, but then characters... You can just distribute them randomly, and we got right into this. Um, yeah. You just choose, or you just shuffle them up, give everyone a card. Excuse me. And, um, and those cards will have different abilities and effects that affect the game, maybe limit you, and some give you an advantage. Like Mrs. Hudson, for instance, who is a housekeeper, and on your turn as an action, remove a face-up evidence card from the impossible and shuffle it into the evidence deck, then move the investigation marker back, back the appropriate yeah. number of spaces. So that, that's a bit of a double edge there because you can... Uh, Be more efficient with the card actually, that's yeah, in you, the You can get impossible. rid of the cards that are impossible, so you're stopping homes from moving, perhaps. But it also, there's a penalty. It sets your investigation back by however many points. Yeah. Um, well, you are stopping to have a cup of tea, so, you know. Yeah. That's it. Oh, she, she looks like a very mean housekeeper, too. But in these, what's this? And this is probably we take it to the next level. We look at evidence cards. Evidence cards have one to six of. Is it one to six or do yeah, they go one higher? One to six. Than? No, no, one to yeah. six. One to six of each type of. In uh, four different suits. In four different suits, right? And the suits are. Oh, uh, those are the ones without names, aren't they? What we were calling yeah. them. Yeah. Well, there's documents. Yeah. There's clues. There's witnesses, witnesses. and trackers. Or tracking footprints. Or footprints. So I think you can call them really whatever you want, really, yeah, you can't can you? But given names. Yeah. So there are four suits. So there's one to one six there, right? So because you're using the value that's against each of these suits, when you draw, oh, and when we get to the next part to explain how those cards are chosen, if you put a particular card into the impossible and it's only worth one then your tracker moves along one, and so does Sherlock if you're over the impossible. So with Mrs. Hudson, you could take that card back out again um, and put a higher value card in there or a more precise card in there. Like if you, if you were five away from scoring 20, you put a five card in there. And if you're yeah. not above the impossible limit, Sherlock doesn't move at all. That's it. So that's a pretty good picture of how the game works. What does it actually look like? What's, what's the art style and... Uh, Water, watercolors, uh, inks, uh, a nice, map of London. nice map of London. Uh, like I said, everything's brown and gold and uh, British green, not British racing green, that sort of uh, locomotive green. Um, it kind of looks like what you would expect to see uh, on some in someone's wall if they're investigating a case. You know, where they yes. stick pictures to the wall, There's they pins draw and the string. pins and string and and photographs and and that sort of thing. So very much, it's very thematic. Yeah. Uh, the cards are all in that similar style. Uh, there's a few tokens that come with the game. There's The cards are very clear as well. There's not a are. lot of de- detail on them so as far as information, but they no. look beautiful. And Actually, what I like is that they've included some fluff on there. So it's, sorry, not fluff. Flavor. Some flavor text. <clears throat> if you're so inclined to read it, you don't have to. It's not necessary for the game. But, yeah. but it's still there, which adds that little, that that you know, level of a theme yeah the tokens themselves there's one that's a big purple head that represents sherlock and then there are three uh blue tokens that represent uh you solving each of the three confirming 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 each of the three aspects of the case and then there's the white tracking marker which is uh your 
uh, efforts to solve the case. They didn't know what shape our head would be, so no. they couldn't. They could only do the Sherlock one. I think that that was the investigation marker, and they would. Um, I think that's the one that you use to get your points because you've got to reach along the track. You have to reach a maximum of twenty points yeah. to be able to before you confirm your final part of the case. You also get so, you also get a couple of uh, player um, cards which just tell you what the actions are, which are to assist, yep. to investigate, confirm, eliminate, or pursue. Nice reference. Yeah, nice references. Easy to get to. Um, I suppose we should get into the actual mecha- key mechanic that is the sort of the white elephant in the room um, when you play this game. <laughs> all right, because the first time you play this game, you're going to say what, Matt? It's Hanabi. It's Hanabi, but it's <laughs> Hanabi plus theme. Because yeah. what what's Hanabi not got? Anything that makes you want to build fire? Why? Who wants to build a firework it's show? It's bereft of theme. It is, it is bereft of theme. Well done, Matt. <laughs> You've leveled up, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So what you do? You get your initial starting hand of is it five? Well, depending got... on the number of players in the game. So. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. If you've got, and this is on the actually printed on the board. So if you've and got none of them six, are five. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you've got two players, you draw six evidence cards in your hand. If you've got three, you draw four, and if you've got four people four playing, player, you draw three. So. Yeah, and you hold those cards game. facing away from That's you, Hanabi style, and then you collaboratively work together to choose which cards you need to do. Mm-hmm. To need to play or to give evidence uh, to your fellow players. And those are the cards that you choose to play down in suits and numbers against the, ev- the, um, the evidence. No, it's not the evidence card. It is the evidence. Yeah, the evidence card. The, um, against the opportunities. So if the op- top opportunity card is has a value of seven and just has some footprints on it, you need to be able to place uh, seven cards on there that have the footprint logo. Not, oh, not seven, seven cards, cards. Value seven cards. So you might play the three of footprints, the two of footprints, and then you're looking like, oh, we've got, uh, we've got adds up to five, and we've got to get to seven. We've already played the two, so how do we extend that? You can tell them to play a non-matching suit on there, yep. and then that adds on to the seven, and then you can add the footprint on there. But, yeah, you've got to be mindful about what cards you've played and what cards are available. That's it. The, um, now, there are four, five sorry, player actions available to you each turn. The first of those is an assist action. So that allows you to give a piece of information to another player based on what you can see them holding in their hand. Now, this is, uh, can only be two forms. It's either the suit of the cards. That of You can identify yep. a suit in what they're holding. So if they're holding uh, the clues or two the clue or the cards, or two documents. clue cards and, and say two of something else, you can identify the two clue cards, but that's it. So you can say these two are clues. And on the other side, if they've got uh, multiple threes in their hand and you can see that, you can say these cards are threes pointing to those three cards, but then you can't say which suit. But then that's a fair indicator that they have to be in three different suits. Yeah. And the trap is when you give someone an assist, Sherlock moves towards his end point. That's it. So you can't just go throw an assist out willy-nilly, and especially on the higher levels because Sherlock's closer to finishing. So you can't give everyone loads of information so that they can play it out because Sherlock will just finish before you. Yeah. The second action is to investigate, which is when you play an evidence card from your hand to one of the leads and then you draw a new card. So you can take, based on the information that somebody's given you, and let's say you positively know that you're holding the clock card, Uh, clue three if you want to be exact 
you can then play that down onto the appropriate lead because let's say that your opportunity requires, uh, sev- like you say, uh, seven clues. You play that down underneath and uh, that contributes to being able to confirm that case. Mm. So once you have the seven points, you can confirm the case. But that's, and, that's investigate. And remember, everything is, a, everything is a clue in this game, everything. Yeah. So when you're looking at someone else or the other players... Say if the player to my left has the one, two, and three of uh, witness, and I'm looking at Matt, and he's got the four and five of witness, and one of them points at my hand and says, this is a witness card, I already know that that's six. That's yeah. got a value of six, just because deduction is the only card that's left. There's loads of stuff like that. The deeper you go into the game, you can deduce all sorts of things. You can see what cards are on the table as well. You know, They've already been played. So once you've been playing those cards, the evidence cards down on the leads, you can use your third action, which is confirm. So you place a confirm marker on a lead uh, that has as much evidence as, as its value, and Holmes moves back one space. So it pushes him further away from solving the case before you. Yeah, so every time you get so a little bit... So it seems like there's a fair bit of thinking on your feet there, which is good. Um, yeah. the, the, the description of Hanabi, but with theme... Yeah. I'm still not sold because I didn't like Hanabi much. Yeah, but there is what's, way there is way more to this. What's the big difference? You know, like what what actually feels different once you've got that theme added in? Well, there's that level of tension. There really you do get that level of tension, especially if you play to the higher levels. We got right into it. You're playing characters that can thwart your ability to solve the game, yeah. and Sherlock Holmes has got such a big lead on you, and you're really trying to think through how do we do this in the required amount of steps you know so we need to discard loads of points to the impossible to get to 20 we can't give too many clues away because Holmes is really close to finishing and I might have a guy that doesn't tell Matt uh, how many you know what the value of his yeah. cards are or it might not be able to tell him what the what the suit of his cards are and you really get into this theme of you know, this this is happening. How am I going to uh, beat Sherlock to this game? And the it's, characters, it's, I think, Jamie, is what yeah. you're getting at. The characters are the part of this game that really have an impact because they're a positive, they're a combination of positive and negative impacts. Even the characters have a, a level ability. Uh, there's a little pipe symbol at the bottom yeah. of all the cards, and that can be from one to five pipes, I think, and one meaning that it's a uh, an easy is an easy level character. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. The and easier the character, so the more positives the character has on on to play, uh, as opposed to having five pipes, which means that that character leads you towards more negative impacts on the game. And but because then there's you're stuck so many, what you get. and there's so many different variables that play into each other, like the characters, like the case level, yeah. uh, the different setup on the the opportunity, motive, and suspect. Uh, you, and, and as they all come together, when you start a new game. I reckon it was about three or four or five games in. I really started to go, wow, this is this is good fun because you've really got that sense of what have we got this time? It's like, and you yeah. you know have that. You have a bit of a pre-game chat about how we're going to solve this. What have we got to do? Who are you? Who am I? What skills have I got? You know, there's that sort of stuff going on, which Hanabi doesn't have anything like that. You know, it's just it's the same game every time. This, you've got to really think of a strategy as you go in and you're working together. I would love to have had a chat with the, the designers for that just because of there's a, there'll be a gray area between what's allowed and what's not allowed yeah. and, and house rules. You and really do find yourself stretching the, the limit of what Yeah, you sometimes you can. Uh, and you're sort of not breaking the rules that are in the book, but you sort of feel a bit cheaty. So I think you've got to be quite mindful of, of that, yeah. you know, like that you're not just um, breaking the game. 
But it's it's yeah, it's it's good fun. It's really good fun. There are two more actions which you haven't got to yet. Eliminate is one of them, where you can play an evidence card from your hand to the impossible pile. Yep. Uh, at advancing the investigation marker by whatever the value of that card is, and by advancing the investigation marker is is a must. You have to do it. You have to reach the score of twenty before you so, you before confirm, you confirm your third yeah. lead. So you have to do it. You have to contribute to the impossible. Otherwise, you're going to lose. Um, the other one, the last action is pursue, which allows you to just look at the leads, the three leads, whether it's the, the motive, the opportunity, or the uh, suspect, and you can look at everybody's hand. Let's say you don't see any of those cards up there. Then you could decide that we need to get rid of that card, or if it's the value of the cards too high that we're not going to reach it, you can yeah, get it, rid of it, turn over to the next one, and any cards that had been played onto that lead go back into the evidence. Part. And that's the what should we do thing, isn't it? Like it's we that didn't com- do that at well, all. Oh no, we didn't do that. But that's the what what should we do as a team? You know, you, you could yeah. you could see that pursue skill being used or action being used. What you decide as a team, you go. I don't think we're going to make this. I think we should. Yeah, pursue bury this it. guy, bury it, get another uh, turnover, a new card on the uh, on the opportunity, for example, and start again because the chances are we'll be able to solve that a little bit quicker. Just because there's no way we're going to be able to do this one, Hopefully. from what I can see. Yeah, it's those not, it's, are also randomised because there's eight cards in each of those piles, and I think there's twelve in the suspects. Yeah, and you get to shuffle those up, plot down three, turn over the top one. So there's a lot of random numbers in there that you could end up with. There's 12 suspects, eight motives, and eight opportunities. That's it. Yeah. So you know, there's, there's quite a. You're not going to hit the same one, same combination. No, it's not, you're not in a good place like if you have to pursue because there's also the cards are already yeah. out there and you know you might end well, up with something that you're already stuck on as well. You're not it could able be a waste to do. of death. Yeah, you, don't, yeah. you just don't know. <clears throat> um, so there are the five actions that you've got available to you, and uh, I think of those, the most important is the, in my opinion, the most important is playing your evidence. Um, yeah. And, and making sure... You well, can easily give everyone way more evidence what they need. They've got to be a bit smarter with this game. You've got to be able to, like that thing that I said about the deduction way, you've got yeah. to eliminate stuff of what you can see on the table and in other people's hands and not over-evidence each other because if you do that, Sherlock's going to beat you to the finish line. That's it, because there's a penalty. So... Yeah. Well, what I said, the uh, evidence cards are the most... They have the greatest impact, and but, but that's the information that you can see. So it leads into my my first pro tip, which is assign roles yes. to players. So based on the characters that they have, some of them fall naturally into roles. Like Some of them have the ability of uh, not being... You don't have to remove homes. Uh, yeah, well, time. you see, that's you, the, you that was the gen, one of the Gen Con yeah, special cards. We got uh, Mycroft, and of course, Mycroft's always working against Sherlock. So when he gives evidence, if you're playing the character of well, Mycroft... When he assists... He gives an assist, yeah. Sherlock doesn't move. Yeah, so that's very powerful. So in that case, when we played that, and you were Mycroft, I think, Matt... Yeah. It was just like, right, you're the, ev- you're the assist giver, That's right? It. So you were giving out everyone pointers and we were working according to whatever our characters were at the time. It means I don't, have, I don't really have any idea of what's in my hand, but if I can see the solutions in your hand... Then well, yeah, we don't need it. Power. Yeah, exactly. My, my first pro tip, if your cards read Tierst Recab Dneyeb, <laughs> you're holding your cards upside down. 
<laughs> that, yeah, because you're going to see the back of the cards. Yeah, yeah. think, think, All a, right. think about it. That's yeah. a cheap shot. No, it's not. That's a pro tip. <laughs> what have you got? You got another pro tip? Um, my second pro tip would be to. Um, oh, I can't think. My my, my oh, second. Yeah, my, so you to go do on? with the characters. So yeah. once you play with the characters and you've used everyone's had a character, get those characters and put them to the side. And then yes. draw new characters rather than drawing the same ones. Because I think they can deflate the game a little bit, especially if you're drawing the same one multiple times. Yeah, just work yeah. through the pile. It's yeah, good, that makes it's good sense. Fun. Yeah, because they all they're all make it more interesting. And the, the challenges that they throw out there that make it, like, usually limit you, don't they, in a certain way. And like you were saying before, pro tip number one, it defines who your character role will be yep. for that game. My second pro tip was after three games, shuffle the case files don't worry about what level you're going to play. You know how to play the game now. So if you get one, yeah. good. You can just race through it. You'll probably find that you don't even need to play one anymore. But don't be afraid about getting level six or anything like that because that's where it's going to throw a challenge in your face. And you might get some characters that make it just about impossible for you to do it, but it's pretty well balanced. It's going to make it a challenge. I'm pretty sure you can do it, but you've just got to work smart. So, yeah, don't don't uh, gear the game so that you always get a success. Yeah. The case file is just the timer for the game anyway. Yeah, it is. And it sets and it's your difficulty level. That's it. So Yeah, it's just got that two bits of information, where home starts uh, and how many cards you can throw in the impossible before he starts to move. Well, it makes you more it makes you consider how more efficiently you can give information to your teammates or how efficiently you can get rid of cards to the impossible to reach your 20 and confirm cases. So, you know. My uh, final pro tip is uh, a stupid pro tip. All right. Uh, because, and it doesn't come from me. Probably uh, the best one then. Well, no, it doesn't come from me. Uh, the, uh, the, the wife played with us <laughs> and uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast. So I'll, I'll bring forth what her tip was, which was uh, celebrity head style um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> headbands. Right. So you can display your cards because I was sitting there, Jamie, with Matt and my wife, Fiona, sitting there complaining that they had to hold these cards up all the time. Oh, my hand's hurting. Oh, I can't. My, my solution, oh, oh. Scrabble. I love the idea of wearing your cards on your, head, on your head. Yeah, you love that. But then how do you know when someone goes, right, these are threes? And you're going, okay, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Them. These two witnesses, oh, yeah, um, I can't see any of my cards. So there you go. That's why stupid pro tip number one. Yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, because uh, my, my um, idea was get get the Scrabble, uh, the Scrabble tile racks. Yeah, magic plays everywhere. Just going, they they can't be bothered holding the cards in front for the whole game. It's like what? Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, okay. So have we got any expansions in the network of what's out there coming our way? Let's see. At the moment, um, I've got. Because we got these gen, you know, just because I bought it at Gen Con, there was a little pack of extra character cards. So you'd, yeah, are they which out are the there? mini expansion promo cards, which uh, yeah. were given out. Now there's nothing on the horizon at this stage. Okay, not on Board Game Geek anyway. I'm um, sure if we can, if we manage to get to talk, if we did to our research before going recording, yeah. Well, no, no. This is usually <laughs> expansions are usually here. So yeah, yeah. Uh, if there is anything on the horizon, which. To be honest, I don't really see that there would be. Yeah, more characters. Um, that's, more, more you can characters, do more but characters. That's, that's only a very. That's a very small. Well, you can't. You it. couldn't expand the the opportunity uh, and suspect and that sort of cards because they're, they're, that's where the balance is at. I <laughs> well, think. That's it. And the evidence cards. You can't really expand those. And they've hit. 
But it's interesting that in the core set, there's no Mycroft, there's no John Watson. Yeah. That was in the mini expansion. Right. So you'd think the expansion's going to happen. Well, uh, we were talking about uh, possible retheming. So if you maybe oh, not yeah. an expansion, but a retheme. And so that could be on the card. Well, so like uh, Beyond Alien Invasion. Well, the same I, game, I but know. with Alien Invasion. Oh, no, you know what it would be? Beyond, Beyond Cthulhu. That's what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I think this is something you could apply. Don't do it, Robin and Steve. Don't do it. <laughs> Telling you now. I think this could be this could be superheroes. It could be uh, quite, I, I don't know a lot of things. It'd take a little bit. We were working, but I think well, it seems like such a natural fit though to say you know we're trying to deduce where things are. Yeah. we'll put Sherlock on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, I think that's the obvious choice. Now this game has been in development for quite some time now. I remember seeing uh, the original. It was actually in a print or play. The files were up well before this game even came out. Yeah. And so you did have the op- you've had the opportunity for quite some time now to have a look at that and give it a go. And um, you know, it's it seems like it's been quite workable for quite some time. I'd even hazard to say that those files have been out since before since before Hanabi. I'm not entirely sure of that. Certainly before it was picked as a um, Spiel des Jahres winner. Mechanic, which is very interesting. Yeah. And then there's just uh, an, uh, an adventure, a case file to play it within. It's, uh, it's great fun. The, the rule book's fairly well laid out. Um, yeah, we didn't have a problem with it. Examples, uh, everything points to everything else that tells you what it is. The, I, I think... I don't think we had to refer to it too many times. We no. did, of course, our obligatory cheat the first round. Oh, yeah, we always said uh, we get it wrong. You know, we, it's, that's a patented seven-land hand thing. We yeah. cheat. Sometimes I forgot what my character was really all about and uh, started cheating that way. That's something you've got, you got to be mindful of what your character limits you yep. to do. I uh, really wish they'd been more clear about what the card suits were called. That would have been a little bit nice. Look, but, you, could have, you can look at them and you say magnifying glass, shoes, book, head, yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's as easy as that. I, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if that's a flavor thing of, commu- of introducing the communication to it. You know, to make it easy for you. So you've got the symbols there. You've also got them. They're differentiated by color. So, yeah. Uh, these are orange. That really takes orange. you away from the theme, though, doesn't it? It's like these are footprints. No, which is why yeah. you, you call it a clue, or a, you call it. Um, but they're all clues. Footprints are clues. Well, see so, so how happens. Well, they're then? evidence. No, Magnifying evidence. glass. These ones are evidence. Yeah. Now, but you need to know what suit it is, so that yeah, doesn't no. work. All right. No, it's fun. What do you reckon, Matt? I think, well, Jamie, you got any other questions? Burning? Yeah, yeah. Burning, listening, listening No, I think I've got a good sense of it, actually. You, you hit the nail on the head, I think. It is a very gorgeous-looking game. You're going to be very happy. When you see this in your hands, you're going to be going, oh, wow, this is, this, this is really nice. Uh, I've really warmed to this. There's a bit of a... Um, Oh, what would he style? The, the art on the on the cover, it reminds me of those sort of French animation type movies. Uh, you know, the I can't really think of a title now. But um, like Tintin? No, not Tintin. Nothing reminds me of Tintin. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's it's lovely. But and then the stuff inside is all this watercolor stuff, which I don't really usually go for. But I really think it suits. It's like watercolor and inks, and they're really. Oh, it's really nice. It's just. Uh, it reminds me of Paddington, but um, I don't know why. Paddington? Yeah, there must have been a book Maybe somewhere with the like art. You, it looks like your grandmother's I assume you mean the bear, not the suburb of Sydney. <laughs> suburb of Sydney? <laughs> yeah. It's, no. 
There's no suburb of Sydney called Paddington. We're talking about London here. <laughs> no, no, no. This is no, there must there must have been a book from my childhood that had similar artwork to this, like a uh, line art and um, watercolor stuff. But yeah, really suits the game. It was really really nice. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine that Jamie. That when you see this, you're going to be giving a crack in a box and playing it. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you'll love it, Matt. What do you reckon? Yeah. Pardon me. Uh, it's definitely got thumbs up from me because uh, we got into it very easily. I enjoyed the theme. We wanted to play it multiple times. Yeah, uh, that's what I was just And thinking, I had yeah. no problem playing, sitting down and playing it multiple times on another occasion. And I still would like to get, play, yeah. play it a few more times. I could play it like we wrap up the pot. I could, I could play it straight away. Yeah. It's not like one of those games where we've played it twice and we say, we've done this, uh, let's play it. something more fun. Yeah. This one, yeah, you can play it over and over. Uh, what, do you, what do you reckon dinner party-wise, you know, non-gamers coming into this? Ooh, um, it's a bit rough, bit, bit a little bit hard? No. I think if, if you, it depends on who your crowd is. So if, you're, if your crowd are gamers, then yeah, sure. Oh, gamers will not be so easy. Yeah. This is not if, a hard game for gamers. If it's your wife's friends who you only see <laughs> because there's some work thing They're school on. mums. Yeah, they're not gonna. Um, no, no, I, I'd, I'd probably. It's not. So it's not a gateway out. game. It's one or two steps beyond that, but it's nowhere near like a really challenging uh, game to pick up if you're a hardcore gamer. You'll get this. Like Matt and I, uh, we just read through the instructions once uh, and we're the away. First game. Yeah, and we're but <laughs> and but we corrected ourselves pretty quickly and then we're away. We did. Yeah. So yeah, you'd, you'd want maybe you'd have people over for dinner. After that, you'd play Codenames. Then next month when they come around next time, you'd go, oh, we played Codenames, that went well. Let's try something like uh, Beyond Baker Street. Give yeah, them a knowing no nod. Yeah. Maybe, you know, now, now you've played a few games, you know, you can get the hang of it. Yep, throw it yeah. up there with something a little bit more thematic. If there's throwing up going on after the uh, dinner party, <laughs> you haven't done the first, you haven't the first job well. <laughs> then you've got to uh, eliminate the suspects of what caused the throw up. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity for whoever poisoned the food. It was then, me. Uh, I made the blamange. Why, why did you poison the food? That's your motive. Mm. And uh, with that, I think... Uh, Are we done? Are we done? done? All right. Well, that's good. You'd, you'd want to win this or get 10% off of it this month. This is, this is good. I mean, we're not. Sure. I think that's probably our, probably our ethos. We're not trying to get games that are going to be garbage, are we? We're trying to pick the good ones, and uh, I, yeah, this this fits into something you can play over and over and over. Look, I'd buy this and play full retail. Would you now? Yeah, I would. Bolt, but, bolt but if I didn't right. have to, yeah, then um, you'd take ten percent off. That, yeah. Elementary, my dear Matt. That's it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look at this. Other side of the, some music. We've got Matt's quiz this week, hosted by Jamie. He's having another go. Is it, yeah, he's having another crack at the quiz. He's falling asleep over there. He's, he's gone quiet. No, no, I'm ready to go. He's writing the questions. <laughs> oh, if, if uh, Jamie's ready to go, let's do it. Let's play a bit of Matt's quiz. Read by Jamie. All right, it's Matt's quiz. By Jamie. Matt's quiz. By Jamie. We could do this all night. <laughs> Jamie, over to you. Well, the... you see, Dr. Wildsmith, my mind rebels at stagnation. And I found it necessary to compose for you and Inspector McHale... A series of questions to test your mental acuity. Are you oh, prepared? mental acuity. Why would you be testing that? I'm done for. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, I'm done for. That's, that should have been your line, you pride and prejudice freak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listening carefully. Shake your head so that the beer falls out. Yes. Here we go. All right. Question number one. 
Seven of the following are Sherlock Holmes adventures written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Right. Three of them are not. Right. Oh, boy. You need to identify the imposters. Yep. Here's your list. The Hound of the Baskervilles. That one. Sorry, no, quietly. Yeah, keep going. (laughs) The Field Bazaar. The Case of Death and Honey. The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle. How Watson Learned the Trick. The Italian Secretary. The Adventure of the Dorset Street Lodger. The Red-Headed League. The Adventure of the Musgrave Ritual. And the Adventure of the Missing Three-Quarter. These all sound like they're Hardy Brothers. Hardy Boys. Yeah, and where do you think they got their ideas from? Uh, I'll give you the list list again. Yes, Yes. Go quick time there. The Hound of the Baskervilles. The Field Bazaar. The Case of Death and Honey. The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle. How Watson Learned the Trick. The Italian Secretary. The Adventure of the Dorset Street Lodger. The Red-Headed League. The Adventure of the Musgrave Ritual. And the adventure of the missing three quarter. Did you say there were seven? Seven of those are real Sherlock Holmes stories. Oh, three right. of them are not written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Okay. So they're all real stories. Real. They do all exist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I got mine. So have I. I'm going to say confidently. It's easier when it's multiple okay. choice, isn't it? <laughs> I, can't read my, I can't read my. Writing now. So I always, I always wonder how Matt feels when he's answering the quiz. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot harder because when I do the like uh, the village idiot. When I do the magic MTG <laughs> card quiz, six, seven land hand, it's a real quiz. Um, it's uh, yeah, I'm in the best position. It's most knowledgeable I ever am about magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a foot sharp drop off when I'm not the quiz master. All right, here we go. All right, question two. Sherlock Holmes has appeared in many board games. Uh, One strongly connected to Seven Land Hand is Bruno Cathala's masterpiece, Mr. Jack. Yeah, baby. Name three characters other than Sherlock Holmes that appear in that game. Oh, we played this the other day. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, three characters <laughs> other than Sherlock Holmes. Tell me if you need a clue, because I can provide one. Uh, should we go for a clue, Matt, or should we leave it? Miss Marple. No, don't be silly. Inspector Morse. Uh, okay, no clues then, Jamie. Can I have a clue? <laughs> All right, so three characters from Mr. Jack who are not Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Um, what are the clues? Is there? Like <laughs> is the, the clue, clue is that the clue is that two of the characters that you could name come from Sherlock Holmes stories. Yeah. Uh, I've got one, um, two, three. Okay. All right, moving along. Question three. Infantry soldiers from World War I onwards owe an essential piece of their gear to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Ooh. who petitioned the British government to equip them with it. What is the piece of gear in question? Okay, I think I've got a bit of an idea for that. So uh. infantry soldiers from World War I onwards have owed one of their essential pieces of gear to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who petitioned the British government to equip them with it. What is the piece of gear? I'm fairly certain it's Kevlar, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. But is it Kevlar World, cod pieces? World War Kevlar? One Kevlar was just yeah. Well, it's not not, it's not in a comparison <laughs> to the modern day Kevlar. Um, well, is this standard standard issue became standard, standard issue gear? It did honestly, like every soldier has one. Would everyone? Would every soldier still get one? It's locked in. Uh, yes, I believe they would. Good old Arthur Conan. I was. I won't make any Arthur Conan jokes, just in case. Question four is requiring the answer to my stupid Arthur Conan <laughs> joke. Uh, all right, all right. I yeah. think you'll. I think you guys will love question four. Yeah. Question four. This is the fourth and final question in the quiz. Oh, good, because I've just run out of space in my tiny bit of room. I've got yeah. my bit of paper. Yeah. Keep telling you not to write on beer coasters. <laughs> all right. Controversial. For, controversially for this show. Yeah. Conan Doyle and Harry Houdini were best friends for a time. (laughs) What caused their very public falling out? Okay, yeah. Oh, I almost did joke about this. (laughs) So, yep, controversially for this show, because uh, if anyone was listening to uh, a few episodes ago, Lovecraft was accused of being Harry Houdini's best friend. But it was very much Conan Doyle and Harry Houdini were best friends for a time. I think incorrectly... um Accused of being his best friend, Matt. Look, <laughs> I believe everything that the internet tells me. <laughs> so I want to know why, what, what caused Harry Houdini and Conan Doyle to have a very public falling out? A look on Matt's face. I'll just get to work on some, uh, some of the neats, on t- neats and twos information Jeez. whilst uh, Matt thinks about this. Um, no, I don't know. I'm right. not confident. I'm not that confident you know I know the answers uh, at all. I'm, I, I know what it is. I know what it is. You do? Yep, I do. All right, good. Um, it was um... a disagreement over deerstalker hats, <laughs> and who had the uh, the best one? The best tobacco. Uh, yeah, All okay. right, are we ready for some answers? Yeah, babe, let's do it. All righty, here we go. Question one: oh Seven of the following, written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Three, not written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Which ones are the fakes? So the, uh, the, uh, the options were The Hound of the Baskervilles, The Field Bazaar, The Case of Death and Honey, The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle, How Watson Learned the Trick, The Italian Secretary, The Adventure of the Dorset Street Lodger, The Red-Headed League, The Adventure of the Musgrave Ritual, and The Adventure of the Missing Three-Quarter. Which ones did you pick, Matt? Well, the first one I chose, Jamie, was The Field Bazaar. The second one I chose was The Blue Carbuncle. And the third one was the Italian secretary. Yeah, I like the sound of the Italian secretary as far as... No, I like the sound of the Italian secretary, full stop. Before we go on to Dave, David, before we go on to David, I'm going to tell you, you have one out of three correct. Uh, Oh, okay. David? Okay, I went with the Field Bazaar. I went with what I've written as the honey one, which would be... (laughs) The case of death and honey. The case of death and honey. And then... I did like the idea of the Italian secretary because that didn't sound quite right. But um, I've gone with one that definitely sounds like uh, a Sherlock Holmes, but I thought you might just throw in, which was the adventure of the Musgrove ritual. Oh, but they were all Sherlock Holmeses. No, no, they were, might have been written by somebody else. Yeah, but they yeah. were still all Sherlock, yeah. Yeah. Right, so your choices, The Field Bazaar, yeah. The Case of Death and Honey, yep. and The Musgrove the ritual. Adventure of the Musgrove ritual. Yeah. You also have one out of three. Ooh, a different one to Matt. Different one to Matt. So oh. the, no, the, the, non, the non-Conan Doyle stories are The Case of Death and Honey, yeah. which is by Neil Gaiman. Oh, right. 
The Italian Secretary by Caleb Carr. Uh-huh. Uh. And The Adventure of the Dorset Street Lodger by Michael Moorcock. Oh, okay. I thought it, I thought you might have been trying to trick us with the uh, the three quarter one as well because of the seven percent solution sort of thing. But yeah, okay, good stuff. The, uh, the Adventure of the Missing Three Quarter yeah. is about a missing football player. Oh right, Ooh, which code? <laughs> what? Which code? There's no such thing as codes <laughs> of football, Matt. Shut up with your stupid <laughs> talk. <laughs> All right, question um, two. The field, please. the field Bazaar was actually a very early Sherlock Holmes story. Um, the Blue Carbuncle is probably my favourite of the Sherlock Holmes stories. Actually, it's about yeah. a, a guy who hides a gem that he's stolen inside a turkey at Christmas. <laughs> oh, have you seen that horrible picture that's popped up at the moment of an octopus stuck inside a turkey? Yes, I have. Oh my god, that made me sick. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the Red Headed League was one that really stuck out, as I remember it as well. It was like some sort of. Um, it's a great story. Yeah. Anyway. All right, question two. Oh, yeah, jeez. Sherlock Holmes has appeared in many board games. One strongly connected to Seven Land Hand is Bruno Cavallo's masterpiece, Mr. Jack. Name three characters other than Sherlock Holmes from that game. Let's start with David. Okay, I've got Dr. John Watson. I've got uh, the constable, which I've given... I've gone for a bit of alliteration. I've gone for Constable Cleary. (laughs) That's a wild (laughs) stab. I can see... I'm always about visuals... So I can see them, like the yellow one and the well, green girl named. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah they are. I think no, I mean, been... they're named, but they're not named on their tokens. And, and I've gone for a bit of a, uh, a, a, maybe a twist on the rules that I'll need to go back to the adjudicator here, but I've chosen Mr. Jack himself. Oh, I was going to do that. Well, yeah. Oh, bullshit. No, I was okay. going to do that. <laughs> all right. Matt, what are your answers? Well, I chose Mycroft. Um... I also chose Inspector... Yeah, that's the one. That's the same one I chose. And then the third one was Lady... Yeah, Lady. (laughs) I'm going to kick myself when I I hear them. Because they're... Yeah. I I, I will be awarding one point to David. Yeah. uh, That's a shame. For uh, for Dr. John Watson. Um, Arguably, arguably, Jack the Ripper is in the game. But... uh, his identity changes from game to game, so it's Correct. really not fair to, to say that. The characters in the game, other than Sherlock Holmes, are Dr. John Watson, Inspector Lestrade, also oh. known as Inspector... Uh-huh. Oh, I, yeah, that's a point. That's not a point. <laughs> I, couldn't, I just couldn't spell Lestrade. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Stealthy, Sergeant Lee, uh, John Smith, Sir William Gull, who the art for Sir William Gull is actually Bruno Cathala himself, Oh, right. And uh, Jeremy Burt, named for Jeremy Brett, who played Sherlock Holmes on TV for a long, 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 long time. Well, there you go. Is, is, wasn't there two police-type characters? I thought one of them was... Yeah, there's Sergeant Goodley and there's Inspector Lestrade. Ah, oh, Sergeant Goodley, yeah, that's how I was... That's what my constable Cleary. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Who is, yeah. who is not played by Julian Cleary. Okay, <laughs> yes, that's who I was... No. Okay. <laughs> so All was, right, so going into question three, yeah. David leading 3-1. Two, two, one. Two, one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, two, one. Yeah. Two, one, two. I take it back, two, one. About to uh, be three, okay. one, Matt. Here we go. Question three. <laughs> Infantry soldiers from World War One onward owe an essential piece of gear to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who petitioned the British government to equip them with it. What's the piece of gear in question, Matt? Hang on. Are we talking about British Army soldiers? <sighs> <We're>, <laughs> nowadays, all soldiers have them. But in the Great War... 
Sir Arthur Conan Doyle specifically petitioned his government to put them in. Right. Still asking questions means that he's got nothing written down in front of I'm him. I'm fairly certain it was a whistle. A whistle? Okay. And David, what's your answer? Look, I think Arthur Conan Doyle's got a strong medical... Well, he does. He's got a strong medical oh, for us. So I'm going for a medical pack or some sort of first aid kit. Both, both good things for soldiers to have, but the answer is actually a helmet. Uh, because he uh, had been to the Boer War and seen so many head injuries wow, that really? he, uh, he petitioned them to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. No points. Here we go. We're down to the wire. Question a four. Helmet. Yeah. Actually, I infer... Uh, um, a tin helmet. I infer Arthur Conan Doyle's existence in my uh, uh, never-to-be-published novel um, <laughs> because of incidents that happened at the Boer War and my characters come close to bumping into him because they actually go to the same medical hospital that he was at in the Boer War. But wow. there's no reference to him. I just used it as a you know, cool little thing to add So what there. was that hat? Very cool. What was yeah. that hat that... Um, uh, oh. You know, here's going to some Zulu, uh, Zulu Dawn. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, those, they wore those big white hats. Yeah, that was helmets. <clears throat> they were helmets. They they weren't soldiers though. They were they oh. were explorers, and they wore those hats to keep the sun off. Oh, they did. No, do a I very don't good know. Job. I, d- I thought. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. All right. Not a whistle. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't until World War One that uh, they issued every soldier with a helmet. Fair enough. All right, so question four. Controversially for this show, Conan Doyle and Houdini were best friends for a time. What caused their very public falling out, David? All right, well, um, Arthur Conan Doyle went went bonkers and Houdini was definitely a man of science. Arthur Conan Doyle went down the fairies are living at the bottom of the garden path. So I reckon it'd be something to do with the pseudoscientific pseudoscientific bullshit that Arthur Conan Doyle (laughs) went right into. Houdini probably said, shut up at some stage and he wasn't up for it. Fair enough. That's what I reckon. I'm fairly certain that it was that they were arguing over whether or not uh, Louis Armstrong was an Israeli spy. Oh, can I change my <laughs> can I change my answer? <laughs> yeah. I, I like Matt's answer. I want to give him points for that. Yeah, I want to give him points for that too. Can we give him a point? I think we, we can should. give him a point. Yeah, that was good. David, David is closer to the truth. Um, Conan Doyle was convinced that Houdini had spiritualistic powers. That's and right. Houdini I remember kept that. trying to convince him that no, everything he was doing was a trick. Uh, <laughs> and he would know. <laughs> well, apparently he wouldn't, according to Conan Doyle. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'm sure um, the amazing Randy, James Randy, had a, the same sort of thing now uh, as well, where he, you know, he was, he's, a, well, he's an old guy now, but he was started, became to notoriety for, having, for being a magician, and I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's told stories about having to convince people that he hasn't actually got magical powers. It's all just a, an act, and, the, and it's um, yeah. Just imagine, you know, he's, Houdini's up there doing uh, card tricks, and, and he knows it's all sleight of hand. And and there's Conan Doyle just sitting there, mystified, watching him. Like, how but then, the hell did you do that? But then tries to convince him that he's using magical it was, powers. It was more to do with um, Houdini used to go around and debunk. Um, spiritualists yeah, right. and uh, and fortune tellers and that sort of thing. And Conan Doyle thought that he had a sixth sense for when these people were honest and when they were faking. Yeah. <laughs> and in actual fact, he could just see the trick. Yeah, well, it's pretty easy to do because they were just faking it 100% of the time. So <laughs> <laughs> he's just walking and going, yep, yeah, 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 that's not real. All right, guys. Nice job. Dave, 
David is this week's winner for Matt's quiz. I reckon it was a draw because of Matt's excellent answer about Louis Armstrong. Uh, that was an amazing answer. Yeah, because Louis Armstrong was the first man on the moon as well. So um, <laughs> anytime we can reference moon landings. I, I think the winner here was, was Jamie and his, uh, his quiz because right. uh, he's uh, two for two now. Well, it, it was actually Matt's quiz. <laughs> well, two that Matt's I actually quiz. successfully got through? Or? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, let's knock this on the head, get some neats and twos and see who won a copy of Codenames this month. Let's do it. Good plan. It's Neats and Twos! Neats and Twos! There you go, at all levels of the harmonic frequency range. I can't believe we had to discuss that beforehand. We didn't discuss that. No, we didn't. No, we went straight into it. That's right. Total pros. Neats and Twos, <laughs> my God. There's a lot of neats. There's a lot of twos. Uh, maybe starting off with the twos. Uh, Kaladesh. That's just released, just uh, as this episode, it's probably this weekend. Yep. That's going to be massive. So get in, get in a bit of that. Well, I'm going to be following this one. Like, like I did with Theros, Theros is what got me into magic initially. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be following this one until, the, uh, until it cycles out. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to draft this, Matt. This is going to be fun. Yeah. We'll get a few. Get a, I love the vehicles. Get some peeps down and draft this, this one like crazy. Um, any, any news happening over in uh, Hurstville? Um, nothing huge. We, uh, by the time this goes to air, we will have been, we'll have done the Fantasy Flight Nationals, which is going to be pretty huge. That is pretty huge. Bloody hell. Yeah, uh, so we've got Imperial Assault, Star Wars card game, Conquest, and Game of Thrones card game all happening over the long weekend, and yeah, it should be fantastic. Oh, you guys got a different long weekend. We just had, we're having ours now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, as we record this. All right, um, so uh, I'll probably think of some other neats and twos or some, uh, some news as we go through. But from the post from last month, uh, we've gone through and picked our, uh, a couple of our favourite comments. What do you got, Matt, from the, um, the uh, Codenames post? Uh, from uh, Jacob, uh, I assume it's Senemeyer. Right. Jacob Senemeyer. Heard about this one. We'll have to, have to tune into the show to check it out. That's a positive. By yeah. the way, Top Spy will always be Archer. Danger Zone. Archer. <laughs> no Archer, right? Is that the animated thing? I yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. You know Archer, uh, Jamie, right? I sure do. It's a wonderful animated yeah. thing. David, go watch it. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. I've seen I know of it because I, the, the uh, animated guy's face and Archer written comes to mind. So thanks for that, Jacob. Yeah. What do you got, Jamie? Who have you dug out? Uh, Rachel Kung, who's a friend of the show. Yeah, Rachel. Um, she, uh, she told us that she was once trying to hit trunk, fly, and point. With one word in code names. Yeah. She thought the best word would have been woodpecker. But instead, she said hummingbird. <laughs> which, yeah, that's a brilliant, which is a brilliant, brilliant anecdote. We'd love to hear little stories about that, about gaming adventures you've had with the games, yeah? I know that feeling so well where you just, you think of the perfect thing and then something else comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what this podcast is all about, I think. Uh, and I, I, I picked out Simon Walters. He said, uh, since finding out about this podcast, I've been binge listening to it on my way to and from work. So getting codenames as a reward for my recent dedication would be nice. Smiley face. That uh, gives us that warm feels in the, in, the, in the podcast heart. And what kind of a feeling can we give those guys? Uh, oh, well, if they get in touch, uh, or write to us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com. Uh, send us your details, and uh, we'll send you out a Hypermagic Nerd Badge. That's it. Free. Just cool. getting a, read out on air. In a box with bubble wrap and everything. 
Yeah, yeah oh, well. that's that's what we've got to do. We've got to. I think we mentioned this on a previous pod. Is like, what's the next merch going to be? So we haven't got the. Uh, well, I think it's been really busy. What with uh, pre-release. I know, but I'm, and... we're throwing it out to the listeners. It's like, what kind of merch mm. do we, we do we don't go for next? So I do mean, we you need know, to start a thread. Pro, well, I don't know. Do we need to? Or just write in. Just write in ideas. You know, Fair write enough. the podcast at sevenlandhand dot com. Would you like to see Jamie make? <laughs> Handmade <laughs> by Jamie. Mass. Every uh, we've got a thousand th- of these things made by Jamie. I think it was uh, whittled uh, out of wood. I think it was baby scarfs at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember the Sevenland hand scarf. Yeah. So how's the knitting going? Uh, let's just <laughs> say that it's a it's a project in the future. Yeah, I imagine like a, a couple of pieces of wool tied together with a bit of paper with Sevenland hand written on it, stapled to the wall. <laughs> Is that enough? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that'd be fly. That's not enough? Okay. All right, so Game of the Month special this month is Beyond Baker Street, obviously, because I think that's what we've been talking about. Uh, So you can get 10% off Beyond Baker Street by stating the password, fellas. Elementary, my dear. Elementary, my dear, Watson. Yeah. If you can get two people to come in at exactly the same time and say it like you two guys did, like so one of them starts, (laughs) like, row, row, row your boat. You know, one person says, elementary, my, elementary, my dear Watson. That's, 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 it'd be nice. Again, I think that is the way you get 11% off at Hurstful Good Games. Harmonize as your... Uh, no, out of sync. Out of sync. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's happening at any Good Games store, anywhere beyond Baker Street. You can save the money. Uh, so this but, last... Yeah? I was going to say, but what if you want to win it? Oh, what if you want to win it? Uh, well... I would say what you need to do is go to uh, our Facebook post for this episode, which is episode 76. We always pin it to the top of the page because we're helpful like that. It stays there all month. Unless I unpin it for some reason. Yeah, while you do some sort of uh, Invictus stream. Oh, you know what's what we haven't talked about. Oh, that needs some toys. You've got to wait a while. All All right, right. so get onto our Facebook page. It's Seven Land Hand. Well, facebook.com forward slash Seven Land Hand. And you'll see it pinned to the top. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just leave a comment under there. And you're going to win a copy of uh, the game if you get chosen by Good Games HQ. Um, and coming up right now, we've got the first double winner. No. Yeah. Crazy. Someone's, someone's won it for the second time. Much to my disappointment, I didn't pronounce their name probably correctly last time. Although I'd like to, like, caveat that by saying I probably did because I think I said their name Four or five times in various different forms. That's it. You ready, guys? Ready. Go for it. Our first double winner. And this this is encouragement to everybody who thinks, oh, I've won. I won't enter again. No, no. Keep entering. Because this person, she has won again. It's Hannah Kleinak. Whoa. Slash Hannah. Slash Hannah Klinak. Slash Hannah Klianak. Slash (laughs) Hannah Klinak. This is the same Hannah who, yeah. when whose comment I've just found it says, "Ooh, I played this at a friend's once and loved it so much." And you replied, "I, I assume, responded, it's a yeah. fabulous game, but if you win again, I will need a pronunciation guide for your surname." And then she replied with, "Done deal." Yeah, with and when no pronunciation guide, I know, but she <laughs> <laughs> didn't help me out that much at all. So you can imagine my dismay when I got the email today from Good Games HQ saying. 
Hannah's won again. Oh, she didn't, they didn't say again. They just said the winner this month, Hannah Kleinek. They're very fishish like that. It's like yeah. plugging something into just the computer and it just spits, it spits out a name. Out name. Spits out a name, yeah. You plug it into the GGHQ um, machine and a name comes back. I was like, I don't think I've, t- I've got... I don't think I've got time to contact her and find out how to pronounce her name. So, so Hannah. Well done. Congratulations. You can just pick up a copy of code names. Bloody hell. That's it. Uh, it's also proof, I think, that we uh, have nothing whatsoever to do with the choosing of the, the winners each month. They don't like us to have that much responsibility, nope. Matt. No, no. Yeah, this is entirely a, yeah no well it's a it's a sponsor run thing so that's that's and we're lucky to have it I mean this is the coolest thing ever right someone's just walked out with a free cup well not someone Hannah's just walked away with a free copy of codenames so keep getting if you don't want Hannah to win again yes this is important get your comment keep in there entering. because because it's going to give it away if like next month we're going our first third time live with listener <laughs> with a triple crown yeah no no yeah we can't we can't be having that so get in there all previous winners and everyone who hasn't won it yet uh you got to get in there do it uh all right so hannah bloody hell uh Congratulations. Any, so it's as easy as that you just put a comment on there it's i don't i don't know what the um algorithm is for picking a winner but obviously it's pretty random because well, i used to think maybe it was to do with the number of syllables uh Clearly, it's not. Yeah, I thought you would scroll down. You go, scroll, 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 that one. Maybe. That's one way. So you sort of want to get in, you know, reasonably early on the podcast. So you're a little bit way down the the entries. It was random. I always thought it involved some sort of gerbil race. Oh, yeah. I can just see how that one plays out at Good Games HQ. Right. (laughs) How many entries we've got this month? Uh, release 30, the gerbils 36. Right. someone's saying shit we've got to round up 36 gerbils to oh, race off we've only got 35 gerbils <laughs> and, and we need to make little vests for them all so you can see their race numbers that is oh, a first no. world problem man we should televise that as long as as well as our unboxings um, we should televise the gerbil race <laughs> hey, you, you had a bit of news ideas, you ideas. had a bit of news that came to mind didn't you while we were doing yes, that yes so uh RPGs at uh, Good Games oh, yes. Canison running yes, yes. really well at the moment. So Celebrity at, RPGs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Matt's doing it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am the... Uh, Head DM. That's that, As the DM... Head? Standing for Dungeon Master of Master of the Game. Master of all things like. RPG. But anyway, so I'm about to... Well, by the time this drops, I will have finished my first round. Yeah. My first series. And I'll take a little break as I go to Tasmania for a week. Oh, man. And then come back refreshed, ready to start the second round. So second season. Second yeah. season. So Which any, is going to be end of the world. End of the world something. End of the world, end of the world something. one of the four. Because yeah, all yeah. four of them are now available. So Yeah. What's it? it's just, Sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's the Wrath of the Machines, Rise of the Machines. Uh, Revolt of the Machines. Revolt of the Machines. Yeah, that's the fourth one that's just that's come it. out. And Alien Invasion is the one I'm currently doing. So it'll be one of the, the other The machines three. are revolting. Yeah. And, they are. They <laughs> and really what, need and what I've found change. about this is you get a lot of people just go, RPGs have to play D&D. Exactly what we're doing the opposite here is we're just saying... Okay, you're interested in RPGs. You enjoyed the D&D experience. Imagine how many other worlds there are to explore. So So we have that. And if you're interested in that sort of stuff, in a fortnight from now, we'll be releasing a podcast where Matt and I are talking to Ben Dutter of um, Belly the the Beast Beast fame, which uh, is a very accomplished RPG writer. We had the good fortune of just talking with him. And, uh, yeah, we'll be letting you all listen in on that in a fortnight's time. That'll be really cool. 
And uh, at some point, I'll be finishing the Invictus game with uh, Belly of the Beast with the Invictus stream guys. But if you want to get in on the action at, at Good Games Cannington, yeah, then I, I, it's a five so five players plus myself. That's all that can fit in the room. Yeah, and too much artwork. You need it? to get your name. <laughs> yeah, you need to get in there down at the, at the desk there. And the preference is always going to be to new players who come along, but repeat offenders, of course, can always add their name to the list. Yeah. Feel free to ring in and just like book your book in, all that sort of stuff. Or if you're in store, have a look at the uh, RPGs there. Yeah, the next list is currently live. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And filling fast, no doubt. We've got a lot of people coming in and out, um, talking and looking at that sort of stuff. So come and have some fun in a different setting. Yeah, or if you've never tried RPGs before, it's very easy to get into, right? Oh, yeah. Particularly the End of the World series, they're very easy to play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, you play yourself, don't you? You do play yourself. Yeah. Well, you can. You don't have to, but you certainly are encouraged to. Yeah. Okay, so anything, any ideas, anything like that, uh, any fun stuff, any fun banter, just send it through to us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com, and, uh, yeah, we'll get right on to that. Um, so we talked about Belly of the Beast coming out in a fortnight. Um, I think also the Magic guys are pretty pumped. You know, Kaladesh has got them all fired up. You're going to get them in for another lot. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll have to do it. Um, yes, we did about two hours 40 on a podcast just recently. Work your way through that in, in, in chapters. But you know what? In the outro, the little uh, Easter egg. Yes, we have Easter eggs after the outro <laughs> music, those of you turning off right now. We got an entire German Eldritch Moon legit Eldritch Moon Dustermond booster and busted it. Kai, who just happened to know German, we didn't find out on the night, just delivered the whole thing. He busted, we busted a booster in German. And, uh, yeah, I have interest to every one of our German listeners, so really several cool. thousand people. Some of the card names were so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great stuff. It's great listening. Aaron and I just did our best to comedically laugh along and repeat German phrases that all that kind of nonsense, but anyway. Yeah. All, All right. Uh, shall we just uh, do an outro and, and drop Get in anything else that's, uh, yeah, anything else that's pondering, our, wandering through our minds? Okay. Yeah, let's blow. All right, that was Beyond Baker Street. Yeah. Uh, go All out right. there, you get your 10% discount. He's talking and, to you, uh, Jamie. Why the game? You bereft of Beyond Baker Street people. Currently, we're, we're probably... I'm, I'm intending to get a copy. Yeah, yeah, you will. You'll love it. We're probably the only ones in the whole of uh, good games that have one at the moment. Maybe, yeah, yeah, we are. Does that make you feel elite? Uh, No, nothing, no. Cold? Yeah, cold. (laughs) It's always, we know it's about the time to end a podcast when, because we turn the heating on, this this is behind the scenes talk, we turn the heating on in the shed, I mean podcast, and get the place nice and cosy, and Matt and I settle in with a couple of cold beers. (laughs) <laughs> and then, because it makes a funny noise on the microphones, we turn it off. So by the time we the get warm to, air's gone... We get time to get to this point, yeah, those cold beers making us run out the back. It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfect yeah, indicator that, right, time to pack up. Yeah. So on that note, Jamie, thank you very much for joining us all the way from Good Games in Hurstville, or probably your hey, home. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great that you're uh, staying up this late, because I know it's uh, past midnight over there. And thanks for the Matt's quiz. Heavily yeah. Sherlock Holmes themed. It was good fun. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks for having a quiz. I hope you have a good game. I hope you have a really good game next month that equals the theme. Yeah, you know? I'd like to see Hitsy Road, but you know, never yeah. knows what will happen. No one knows what happens. Hitsy Road. That'd be good. We'll have to play that. That's it. We'll play that anyway. That'll be fun. 
Yeah. And David, I'd like to thank you for keeping the door open, the aircon on while so, we're at the beginning of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> having no heating. We need and some silent heating. Then you'd be thanking me. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Silent heating. You know what? I, I just remembered I've got an oil heater over there that's not plugged in. <laughs> Great. <laughs> pop that silent on. heating sounds like a bad spy movie from the 80s. Next month, oil heater, and the, we'll have a two-hour, two-hour, 40-minute board, board game. We'll just be chilled out. Just going, oh, we've got loads of time. Four hours of podcast. Yeah. Well, if we don't find a board game for next month, I guess we could just review the oil heater. I'm pretty sure we can. I'm pretty sure we can. Out there somewhere, there'll be a board game waiting for us. Yeah, because we'll be itching to give it away free. But yeah, there you go. I'm, you know, I'm no telling one... you, it's like starring Rutger Hauer. <laughs> Nobody wants to win the oil heater that is in my shed. No. Yeah. Uh, well, well, thanks, th- thanks to you, Matt. Yeah, thanks no for, problem. Thanks for dropping in. Thanks for playing Beyond Baker Street all the way through the previous month, which has been September. Yeah. So we've got an October game a month. That was good. Getting old now. Are we? Well, getting up there, getting right up there, you know, 76. Oh, yeah, 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 it's episode 76. As, as Facebook would be telling us, we're approaching uh, our 300th episode. Yeah, I know. We always seem to go like a bit like regular episodes near Christmas, though, so, you know, yeah. I don't know how quick... Uh, the 100 episodes will start looking like something that's very much going to happen in... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how we go. See how we go. But uh, on that, that note... That was that. All right. I think we can say goodnight to everyone. All right, Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs>